the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode features a really strong and cool ass woman, Katie Maloney from the cast of Vanderpump Rules and host of the You're Gonna Love Me podcast. She is now currently going through a divorce with her husband, her partner of 12 years, Tom. You know, breakups are never easy and especially divorce. Like there's no writing this shit. All right. There's there's no one that writes this shit. There's no one that guides you through. But hopefully today, you know, if you are going through a similar situation, we can help you. And she's got some really great insight. And let's get to it. Welcome back to the show. It's your host, Kimmy Crawford. And today I'm here with Katie Maloney from the cast of Vanderpump Rules and host of the You're Gonna Love Me podcast. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I know that you have had like a crazy couple of weeks. Months, weeks, years. Yeah. <laughs> Life. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> it has been nuts. Obviously, if you guys know Katie and you know anything about her on Vanderpump and her life and relationship, you are currently going through a very public breakup or divorce yeah <laughs> and I found out that the divorce was announced in an article there was a lot of speculation and rumors happening mm -hmm. you know but listen I don't know how but we were trying to just keep it private and go through some motions and all of that just between us yeah until you know on a need-to-know basis and friends and family yeah before we made anything public but it just started creeping out there. Mm. So we then, you know, went to Instagram as you do. Yeah. Yeah. So in the notes. And knowing. Notes. <laughs> the notes app. Uh, I just, that, like I said in my thing, I never thought I would have to do that because I, I, I contemplated not doing that. I yeah. thought just maybe going on my, I mean, listen, at some point we had to address it publicly, obviously, but going on podcasts and saying in my own words what was happening and all of that. But. I, I got really massively uncomfortable and had all sorts of anxiety once it, there was all these things swirling around. And mm -hmm. I don't like people speaking for me and saying things that maybe aren't true. Yeah. I don't like that. So yeah. we had to take control of that narrative. Yeah. Because what's your sign? Capricorn. <gasps> oh, yeah. You had to take control immediately. Yes. You're like, nope, this isn't working for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need everything to be. I need to control my own narrative. 100%. And what was, what's Tom's sign? Libra. 
Yeah. Gasp. I know. Audible gasp. And he's like, he is a lot of, he's like all Libra. He's all air. Wow. What's your big three? I'm a Capricorn sun. I'm Aries moon and Pisces rising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that actually. That's a very good, that's a very good mix. But that, yeah, ooh. The air energy. Yeah. My ex was air also. Gemini. I have no air, so it's it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I don't let things blow through me very easily. Yeah. I have a Libra <laughs> moon, but I have a Virgo rising and I'm a Scorpio sun, mm. as we've established. Yes. Being a Scorpio is a part of my personality. I'm accepting it. But yeah. Mm. 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 And you guys were together for 12 years. Yeah. Married for? Five and a half over five. But 12 years is... That's, I mean, that's like a long-term marriage. Like people, you know, that's basically like. It's a lifetime. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a, over a decade. I mean, we grew up together. He's, yeah. Yeah. And you guys were together before the show started filming. Mm-hmm. So the show came out in 2013. Yeah. And we we met and started dating in 2010. Mm. That's, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's a different world in I know. 2010. Two, 2010. What even happened in 2010? Who know. remembers 2010? I know. I was Miss Teen USA in 2010. Oh, my God. But I feel like a completely different person than obviously I was at Same. 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a totally different, totally different world. I would hope so. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> had not even come out yet. No. Uber did not exist. No, did not. So just to give people a time timeline of like what was going on at that time, it was a completely Correct. different world. Mm-hmm. And you guys spent a very, I'm assuming, beautiful life together like you guys had went through a lot of different things and you're on a show publicly together mm-hmm. and you know different things are playing out in the public sphere and you made the decision you were actually the one who asked him to be your boyfriend yeah yeah because we so when we met it was very casual I think we he was not really interested in a relationship I wasn't either I was, I was pretty jaded and, mm. and broken down by dating in LA yeah <laughs> as it does yeah it's brutal out here yeah but yeah we'd spent some time together and we both you know caught feelings along the way and it was kind of like well we should probably establish some kind of boundaries or figure out what this is and you know I know we both liked each other and I remember I think it was Stassi or you know it's probably Stassi she was like well how would you feel if tomorrow you know he started dating someone else or someone else came in the picture i'm like oh, uh-uh Mm-mm. fuck that so yeah. <laughs> so i asked him to lunch and i was like listen i know we both don't want a relationship but yeah i was like so will you be my boyfriend and he's like i don't know if i'd be a very good one and i was like that's good enough for me mm-hmm. i don't know how i'll be either but we should probably just try this out and mm-hmm. and know rather than just <laughs> walking away because you know this could be a good thing. Who knows? Yeah. But looking back on it, we talk <laughs> a lot about, we talk a lot on this show about when people show you who they are, when they tell you what they're capable of, you have to believe them. So like looking back now when he said that, I don't know if I'll be a very good one. Obviously, I'm sure there were plenty of good times over 12 years. You <laughs> spent 12 years with someone. But like looking back, do you wish that you would have taken more time before like committing I mean, we if we had, it was like probably three or four months of that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like we'd given a lot of time of getting to know each other and hanging out. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of giving myself a baby ultimatum and him a baby ultimatum being like, mm-hmm. okay, either we like do this for real or we like walk away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I gave us both of a choice. And I said, I, I know I'm not really about this relationship, but like I have feelings for you. Mm. You have feelings, I know, because you keep asking my friend why I'm not texting you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah. In hindsight, it's yeah, it's, that's what you're saying is true. Like when someone's telling you, mm-hmm. you should probably believe them. But I guess I mean, it, 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 throughout our relationship, it was always kind of me being like, kind of, pro- what do you like holding the iron to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause he is a bit commitment phobic, well, but it's like, but once he, yeah, but like once I kind of like <laughs> gave him like a little bit of push or not, he's like, I love this. Yeah. I'm yeah. thriving in this life. I'm like, see, it's not so scary. Mm-hmm. Why you gotta be such a puss about it? You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pointless to even go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I feel like there were times in my last relationship where it was like, you kind of were giving me the signs. 
kind of you kind of told me but i kind of ignored it like you know we all like we say like the red flags start looking like six flags after a while and just start being like <laughs> Wee, this is great but like you know that. you don't like actually see it it's hindsight is 2020 yeah I, yeah probably yeah. but also it's like i was 24 at the time mm-hmm. like oh, oh yeah if this doesn't work out then whatever back right. to like i'd already been through yeah. enough with dudes so like yeah it was just like yellow yeah no exactly <laughs> so then so you initiated the initial relationship but then you also initiated the divorce yeah how long did it take to kind of figure out that you kind of wanted to go in that direction well i mean when i started really becoming aware of it, i felt like it was subconsciously maybe longer Mm -hmm. because there were those like i was aware of this these certain patterns and behaviors of things i was not okay with ultimately that that was becoming the focal point of why Mm -hmm. there was other obviously other things but it was towards the end of like last summer fall time that i just i started to feel like really uneasy about Mm. things Mm -hmm. just like the uncertainty and the unsureness like it was like waking up inside my life and being like what am i doing like yeah I don't know that this is my future. I don't know that this is what I want anymore. I don't know that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we had had problems and issues in the past. And I really thought that we were, did great about working through them. But what I was realizing is that, no, I just was suppressing feelings. Mm-hmm. I was just compromising myself yeah. and my happiness along the way. And just convincing myself that, like, I could live with this. Mm-hmm. You know, that... The, the, I, this is what I'd signed up for. Like, oh, I know who I married. Those kind of things. Mm. That like, that I was just used to it. Yeah. And and I just, and all of a sudden, there was just a voice inside of my head saying like, you don't want this. You don't want this for the rest of your life. And you know it. You know it. And every day, it's like, it became like louder. And all of the, the past issues and the more present ones just like, really just came into focus and it was just like would not shut up and would not let me not focus on it on a constant basis and I was like what is this trying to like tell me yeah is this telling me that I should not be in this marriage in this relationship anymore because that's really sad to me you know I don't you don't because again like I didn't put 12 years into this relationship I didn't marry this person because I ultimately wanted to get a divorce you know we were you know, at one point trying to start a family. That was like a goal of ours together. And, you know, he was just, I had been fighting for this relationship. I'd been, you know, we'd been through a lot. So again, you think about all this time and effort you put into it, but then I'm also thinking about like, what, what have I done for myself in this? What am mm-hmm. I getting out of this? Are my needs being met? And I felt like I was just kind of beaten down in a lot of ways that, you know, my confidence and had suffered I felt like very insecure I felt like I was coming last in the relationship and in his life you know I felt like he was you know choosing everyone else in the room and in his life before me were we dating the same person (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean and it's just it was just like really difficult and I was just like you know and 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 then I started to feel that I was just very and then eventually I checked in with like, okay, well, how am I feeling like emotionally in this like connection? And I just began to realize that like I was not checked into it. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I don't know that I'm in love anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that I loved him. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know that I feel that anymore. Yeah. It's, Which is it's a scary really, place to be. It, but it's really scary because when you're with someone for so long and it's so familiar and it's so comfortable and so safe, you don't check in with those emotions no you don't do it you don't think about it until you have to until you're forced to and i mean i'm trying to like summarize everything because this this all took place over you know the course of like three four months and i didn't i don't really talk to a lot of people about it because i didn't want i'm one of those people like i don't want opinions Mm. i want to hear i don't want to like audition this (laughs) for people i just i i need to just figure out like what is this about Mm -hmm. 
am I just going through something in my period? Yeah. You know, like, am I in my period? And, and <laughs> like, is this just like a passing thing? Like, is this something else? Or like, is this for real? Like, am I yeah. am I at a breaking point? Am I if I've been ignoring the writing on the wall for so long and now it's just come to this that like I need to make a decision and I have just been ignoring it for so long that I'm going to lose sleep every single night until I do something. And that's really what it was. And finally, when I did open up and talk to, you know, like my best friend and my mom, they were like, Katie, we've seen it. We've, we've seen, you know, kind of like the dynamic between you guys. And as long as you were happy, I just thought like, all right, well, if she's happy, then fine. But you know, you don't deserve this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we love, and then was like, we love Tom. And, you know, we love you guys together, but like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. And I felt that, you know, it's like, I love him. He's my best friend, but this is just not my future. Let's be real. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I have been taking Spanish since the third grade. And let me just tell you, Yo no hablo español fluently, okay? I'm, I'm working on it. But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Obviously, I chose Spanish because I need to continuar my uh, learning. Um, I just love the language. Like, I really want to be fluent by 30, which isn't a few months, but I think Babbel is going to be able to help me through it. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash That's babbel.com slash for up to 60% off of your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. Friend, you need to be taking care of you, all right? Carve out time each day to take care of yourself, whether it's your morning vitamin pack and lemon water ritual, taking five minutes to meditate, or unplugging at night. With Care-of's compostable daily packs and sustainably sourced ingredient efforts, they're helping you to help take care of yourself and your wellness and the environment. Care-of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Take a short, in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care-of recommends or change your pack up anytime. Care-of's products are made from good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so that you can feel good about what you're actually putting into your body. I personally love Care Of because the little packs are just so cute and literally personalized. Your name is on them. Something about that just sparks joy for me. I don't know what it is, but it really just feels like personalized care and like you're giving back to your body. For 50% off of your Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CAMI50. That's 50% off of your first Care Of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering code CAMI50. Dedicating even a few minutes of yourself each day can go a long way. And Care Of is here to support however you spend your you time. So make sure you hit up their website and check out that promo code and start taking care of you. In the meantime, in between time, though, I'm about to take care of you with some more of this podcast. I think we're probably very similar in the sense <laughs> of like, especially when you're in a long term relationship, you kind of just start going through the motions and like, yeah. When you're so focused on the big picture, which like if you guys were talking about starting a family, so were we. Like my mm-hmm. ex and I, we were, we were. It was like buying a house. This is what we're doing. Like eventually, he's acting crazy right now, but like we're getting here. Like we're still on our way to this destination. Yeah. We're still <laughs> talking about having kids. We're still talking about marriage. Like we are. We're on the road. We're on the path, and he just took a little detour, <laughs> but he's gonna get back on. Like we're gonna get back. Yeah. You know, and you're so focused on the big picture and like the final destination that you're not like the bumps in the road are just like 
they might as well be pot- potholes, but really they're like mountains. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you just, I felt like, okay, well, eventually he'll arrive at the destination with, it's like, but no, what, were you gonna meet me there? Yeah. We should be on this road together. Yeah. And I just kept, you know, you sit around and wait for someone to start behaving differently or, or right or act right or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, why am I sitting around hoping and waiting for something like that it started to feel very disrespectful mm. to myself mm-hmm. because it hasn't changed like this these kinds of behaviors that are hurtful to me i've voiced about how it makes me feel and nothing's changed mm-hmm. when my behavior was destructful and hurtful to the relationship i got my shit together because god forbid i destroy this relationship that is so important to me mm-hmm. you know i was so I felt like actively trying to just do everything to make our relationship stronger and be a more lovable partner, better partner. Yeah. And I didn't feel that was a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I totally can relate to that because it is it's not easy. It's not easy. And like, God forbid, at the end of that, you're like, I'm done. Like, God mm-hmm. forbid you actually choose yourself. Yeah. (laughs) At the end, instead of pouring back into something that like you can only, uh, you know, it's like we're talking about watering the plant, like you water the plant and I'm constantly watering the left side, but I'm counting on you to water the right. And I keep watering the left, but you're not watering the right anymore. Don't shine your light into it. Like it needs equal amounts of of love and care. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Then the fucking one side of the plant is rotting and the other one is just going to grow green. Like, no, the whole plant is going under. Like, yes. The whole fucking ship is going to hell. So I get it. And then, you know, you you have the conversation, I'm assuming, or several conversations about the divorce, which I'm sure was n- not fucking easy at all. Yeah. I mean, you try to just gently bring up like, hey, so I'm don't think I'm totally happy. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just, I agonized over like how to bring it up for like a month and a half. Yeah. And then I tried to bring it up, not totally brought up divorce right away. And, you know, of course it was shocking to him because he is kind of checked out himself. I mm. mean, he, like he's been going through a lot like with like family stuff and like he's trying to open up a bar. And so I, of course I was feeling guilty about putting another thing on his plate, mm-hmm. but I like, I'm supposed to just suffer with this and more. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm like, listen, I know this is really terrible timing, but like, yeah. I'm also dying over here. Yeah. So I got to like say this. And, you know, it's like, I kind of positioned it as like, well, maybe we could work on some things. But then I think we went to like one therapy session. And in that therapy session, I just was like, I don't want to do this. Mm. It just kind of like, I, I had like a little mini panic attack and was like, I think I'm actually, actually yeah. out. <laughs> and was he receptive? Like, was he on the same page? Was it mutual? I asked him to have another conversation. And I was like, I think I, I want a divorce. And he was really upset. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, because he, you know, he he didn't want that because he's like, I'm still in love with you. And I'm still, you mm-hmm. know, and I, it, that's so hard. It's so hard because here I am. I've already processed a lot of these complicated emotions and, you know, sat through it on my own. And, you know, I knew I knew that I I mean, I didn't fully know how he was going to because maybe he would have been like, oh, my God, thank God, me too. You know, mm. who knows? It could have gone one way or the other. I mean, I had a feeling it was going to go the way it went. But you never know. Because yeah. he had been a little checked out himself. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it was hard. And so, yeah, for two weeks, it was like a lot of tears on both of our parts, obviously, because it's, yeah. it's incredibly sad. Like yeah. it's the end of an era. 12 years together it's it is devastating but what was important to me is that while I still you know love him and care about him I didn't want to stick it out when I knew when I just knew in my heart it wasn't there for me anymore and Mm -hmm. to have to get to a point where I'm I lose respect for a person or hate them or resent them would be the worst thing I could do yeah so if I could be just totally honest with him and and try to do this in a way that could be peaceful and loving you know together yeah and he you know and he's he's he is wonderful and he while he obviously didn't agree and want himself he understood and Mm -hmm. you know since then and once you know 
those couple first couple weeks sort of passed by it's been a really honestly beautiful and peaceful and great you know like as a couple not great Mm -hmm. (laughs) but as a divorce divorced couple i guess you'd say pretty awesome yeah yeah We, we still live together right which is, I mean. Sorry, am I jumping ahead? No, not at <laughs> all. I just, I had saw that in his Instagram caption about the whole divorce and like announcing it. He said, I don't think we were ever a model couple, but maybe we are model divorcees. Yes. Which I thought was cute. Like I was <laughs> like, I don't know why. It like touched my heart. I was like, because it shouldn't always have to be where when you end things with somebody and you've had a beautiful life with them, that it has to be this like traumatic, awful like volatile split like I didn't have a peaceful breakup at all but like when we did finally have a conversation about everything that went down it was peaceful like it was a Mm. peaceful thing and while it wasn't a mutual decision which is funny because like on the receiving end like I'm sure you feel the same way it's like oh you you care that like I'm making this decision for myself because I didn't really feel like you cared when I was asking you for the same things year after year day after day month after month like you know and like now I'm telling you that I've come to this decision and you're like wait wait wait. but I think a lot of times like especially in long-term relationships we get comfortable like we get comfortable with our partner and we never think that they're gonna go anywhere because they become like a part of our everyday routine well but I think that is also a problem Mm -hmm. because you can't get to that place where you think that this person is never gonna leave Mm -hmm. and when they're coming to you and you and they're feeling hurt by something that you're doing or not doing yeah don't those are choices that you're also making that could contribute to this a decision like this because you know i said to him i was like listen you're not blameless in all of this Mm -hmm. because while this might be my decision you've made choices along the way that have yeah that have led me here yeah i've told you Mm -hmm. this i mean you might be shocked by this but if you really really think back over the last however many years like there's you might not realize today tomorrow next month and maybe I don't know when but it might occur to you that there was a lot of moments and indicators along the way that you could have done things to to yeah to keep me yeah I I totally relate to that because like I had mentioned to my ex like I literally don't ask you for anything and maybe that is a part of the problem I should be asking for more but the fact that I don't ask for much at all which is actually close to nothing and you can't even give me something that's a problem yeah <laughs> that's gonna I, be an issue yeah I think Tom it's like well I feel like no I feel like we had a great relationship I'm like you had a great relationship mm. I, you know I feel like I I I feel like I made it a really easy relationship on it maybe that's my fault you know because I, I was very tolerant and very patient and very forgiving and it came to the point where I was almost like let too much go mm-hmm. because I wanted to be, I wanted to acquiesce. I wanted to be palatable. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to be too emotional. Yeah. I didn't want to yell. I didn't want to argue. Yeah. Who wants to be that wife? Well, yeah. But <laughs> but the problem is, is like along the way, like everything, my, where my integrity went out the window, mm. my passion, like everything, you know, but, but the thing is, I, like, I need to get back to that because then, you know, everything I, my needs, out the window too yeah my therapist had to remind me that like every time i say yes to something that i knew i didn't want to say yes to i'm actually saying no to myself like i'm actually denying myself of the happiness and things that i deserve because i'm too busy trying to give somebody else what they want dang and i was like bitch that's (laughs) that's a fact that is a fact (laughs) fact. but like i think also it's like a, a woman thing we're just like okay I'm going to be agreeable. I don't want to be that wife that, you know, he comes home and he's like, oh, God, this this one again. Like, it's what's like, it going to be this time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what, what is the problem now? And it's like, but actually, like, you think that I want to see you come through the door every day and be like, here he comes with his bullshit. Here he comes with his fucking, <laughs> here he comes with the okie doke. Like, nobody wants to, you know, and it, it has to be a mutual partnership. Now you guys are going through the process of getting the divorce. Yeah. But you're still living together. Yeah. Helping each other find homes. Yeah. I feel like that's great. <laughs> I feel like that's great. Yeah, like he, he came with me even to, there was this couch that I found from the store 
on their Instagram that I like fell in love with. And I wanted to go to the, the shop because it was like someone's going to snatch it up. And they're like, you got to come in if you want it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go check out this store. I'm like, they have really cool stuff. And I know they're they're uh, working on their bar right now. I'm like, they might have mm. cool shit for the bar. Do you want to come? So he came with me to get my couch. And then we went and had like lunch. We like, we still like do things together. And I want, you know, even though we're still going to, like we have still the same group of friends mm-hmm. and we have dogs that we're going to like split custody of. Oh. And, you know, so it's not like, I don't think we're going to like spend as much time as we're spending right now because we're living under the same roof, mm-hmm. but we're still going to see each other. And, you know, it's, he's going to be family to me and I'm always going to love him. So it's our friendship is very important to both of us. Yeah. And so we're still trying to figure out like what the parameters of that is going to look mm. like, because, you know, it's, it's, it's it's also hard too because as we enter the world of dating too, it's mm-hmm. like I know he's not into that. Yeah, I don't want to hear about you dating anybody. I don't even want to hear about my ex boyfriends from high school dating anyone. <laughs> oh really? No, it's me or nothing. I don't want to hear about it <laughs> forever. You're never gonna be as happy as you were with me. Well, I mean, that's that's <laughs> that is like the mentality I always have. Yes. But like, I don't know. I mean, because people ask me they're like, if you were if if you found out that he was dating someone, I don't know. Like, it would be like awkward and yeah. like a little bit but like i don't know i think i think i would be really happy if he found like someone that would make him happy you know what mm. i mean like i can't i think that just is kind of a testament to like where i'm at yeah do you think that you would ever want to get married again i don't i don't know mm. i don't know i mean mm-hmm. it's it's hard to tell like it's so soon it's way too yeah. soon. It's early days. But like to say. <laughs> very early days. But <laughs> yeah, marriage. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's a lot. Like it's it is. A, it is a lot. And, you know, people can say that, like, you never know. Time changes all things. Like, yeah, you never know. But like, I think after spending 12 years with someone, you deserve to have some fun. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's time for some fun because it's long. That's a long ass. I know. That's a long ass time. Okay, so I feel like even though we're living in 2022, the conversation around feminine hygiene and feminine health is still like taboo. And it's crazy considering the fact that, you know, feminine reproductive rights and things are such a huge conversation, but we still can't talk about feminine health in a candid and honest way. We got to change that. That's why I am so into PhD. PhD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. When you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. Plus, they're a women-owned business, and you know we love to support that. It's a female-owned and founded company. I'm sure you've seen all the talk about the boric acid suppositories on TikTok, but in case you didn't know, boric acid is a natural compound found in seawater that has been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe, holistic alternative. PhD is the number one doctor-recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. PhD offers a variety of holistic over-the-counter products, including their two new products, the PhD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash, the only boric acid foam wash on the market, by the way, and their boric acid moisturizing suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Both are now available in Amazon and at Target. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineinhealth.com win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty-free deluxe-sized beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100 plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win and also get 20% off of all products right now. Use code CAMI, phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win. You guys know this is a judgment-free zone at relationship, all right? So we're talking about everything. But in the meantime, let's get back to the podcast. Well, we obviously, you know, reached out to all of our followers about their long-term relationships and you know people want advice so are you ready to give sure the besties some advice i give the best advice (laughs) okay good all right here we go hi cammy so i have been out of my one and only long-term relationship for quite some time now we started dating senior year of high school in 2015 and officially ended in 2018 he joined the military as soon as we graduated and then put they put a red flag (laughs) 
in parentheses. We we love our troops. So about six months of our two-year relationship we spent in person. And I literally haven't seen him in person since the summer of 2017. Wow. So they started dating senior year of high school in 2015. And then didn't see each other for two years until the summer of 2017. About four months before we started getting rocky. We've remained cordial, but we've only followed each other on Instagram because he unfollowed me on everything else. Today, he unfollowed me on Insta too, though for some reason it bothered me. He has a new girlfriend now, and I don't care because we definitely weren't compatible. But we never had closure, and I suffer with the idea sometimes that I cared so much and do still care a bit because I truly loved you, but you are showing me that I meant nothing to you, not even to be friends mentality. How do I overcome this and be the bad bitch that doesn't give a shit and can't even waste a brain space on you? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you already know you're a bad bitch. I mean, like, yeah. don't you just. I don't. I, also, worth, I don't think that French. I mean, I don't think that after a relationship ends, even if it's long term, that you require to give the other person friendship. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's it, it's always great because it to me it's always hard when someone is so important to you and you have shared so much, you know, of yourself with them, or, mm-hmm. you know, intimacy and all that that they just become a stranger. Yeah, but I, I understand too. Like, I'm not friends with all my exes. Thank mm-hmm. God, but you know, grateful that I can be with some of them. Yeah, but you know, for the ones that do you dirty like that. Mm-hmm. Do not let them in and be proud about that. Yeah. I can still communicate with one of my exes. I actually was just texting with him like a week ago. But my most recent ex, I have no desire to be his friend. And which is crazy because we had such an amazing friendship. But like, I don't want to be his friend now. And I don't think that I have to be his friend. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that after a relationship ends that you have to be friends. I also think that people can set the boundaries that are right for them like I still have my ex blocked on everything because I don't care to talk or see Mm. or participate I don't need you participating in what I'm doing like I exact split and move on but like there are others that like I'm still friends with on Facebook yeah (laughs) follow on Twitter the sooner people can learn how important boundaries are Mm -hmm. oh my god you're gonna save yourself so much time yeah it is insane yeah and I think the same way that people do not owe you friendship, they don't owe you closure either. So like closure, I feel, is an inside job. Like really, all you're trying to get from the other person is like what you want to hear. It's the same thing with forgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You forgive for yourself, mm-hmm. not for the other person. So yeah. Inside job. There. Exactly. And who knows, like if he's blocking you now or unfollowing you, you don't know. His new girlfriend could have been like, get rid of her. And like respect. Yeah. <laughs> respect. Just, you gotta just move on. That's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> that is your yeah. bright red sign. Yeah. And if you're not, you know, you loved him, but you're not in love with him now, he doesn't have to be your friend. And I know that sounds fucking horrible, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And his new girlfriend doesn't have to respect your friendship either. Cause like, what are you gonna do? All hang out? Like, that's very rare. <laughs> It's very rare that you can mm-hmm. like be friends with an ex and like they can still come around and like your new partner is going to be cool with it. Like, you know, we got to be realistic, you know. So, yeah, you, gotta, you <laughs> have to let that one go. I'm sorry. I know it, it is. It is. I, I get it, though, because at the same time, like I would be like, bitch, you unfollowed me like we were. I thought we were cool. Like, but like you have to respect where he is now and what you had. And now it's it's over. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here's my story that I'd love some advice on from you. I've been traveling around Southeast Asia with my boyfriend for the last four months. We have made some incredible memories together and see some remarkable things during this time. However, every few weeks we have an argument over small things, which leads to my boyfriend breaking up with me and then me begging him not to leave me. This has been pretty much like this since we got together, which has been almost a year now. We have been on and off, and I thought traveling would bring us closer together. However, it's only separated us apart. I feel insecure, and I have trouble knowing my self-worth, which often causes issues between us. I'm really exhausted after having to chase him around, and I know that I deserve better. 
I've never cried so much because of someone. He often acts selfish and goes out without telling me, having me wait up and worry for him until early hours of the morning, as well as booking different hotels to say that he needs time apart, which is understandable as we are with each other all the time. I don't know about that. However, when we're in a completely different country, I don't feel the safest. I've tried explaining this to him, but it didn't get me anywhere. He'll just reply saying that I'm being insecure and controlling. Um, I don't really feel like I have to go on, but I'm going to finish. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. He has recently broken up with me on our flight to Malaysia after I expressed my feelings to him. And he said that I'm just victimizing myself again. I'm currently here in Malaysia traveling alone and deciding whether or not I should return home or not. I really think that during this time, I would benefit from having my family around. However, I know whenever I return, everything will remind me of him. Please give me some advice on how I can get over him. Okay, I'm glad that we got to that (laughs) part. And how I can finally start putting myself first. Okay, this is textbook emotional abuse, yeah. darling. Like, yes. Uh, oh my fuck God. Him. Like, f- seriously, fuck him. How? You're going to take me to another motherfucking country? I don't care what we see. We could see the whole fucking world. You could be alive <laughs> and take me on a magic carpet ride. <laughs> You're going to take me to a new fucking country and, then and leave gaslight me? Gaslight the fuck out of me? Gaslight no, me? Uh-uh. Leave me in a hotel by myself? And but then Electric keep to- chair. N- yes. <laughs> Immediately. So. What? No, this that is that was really hard to hear. I I mean, how do you get over him? You realize that he's a dickhead. Yes. (laughs) He's a dickhead. I mean, just you like read that back, like just reread it Mm -hmm. and reread it and reread it. When when someone is constantly telling you that like you're the problem when they are clearly the issue. If someone Mm -hmm. is repeatedly breaking up with you, yeah. Believe them. Yeah. Like Yes. That like they No, that that's that is like you said emotional abuse. Like that is emotional warfare and nobody should be putting you through that roller coaster of emotions of being with you, breaking up with you. I love you. Right. I hate you. Like Yeah, but I understand it's hard cuz when you get into this something it becomes very cyclical and it, and mm-hmm. it does wear on your, you know, insecurities and and your self-worth yeah. that that keeps you around because you think no one will want me because the person that should want you, the person that should love you the most is making you feel worthless. Mm-hmm. So like, where else are you going to go? Who else is going to want you? Because this person is going to tell you no one else will want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the up and down of that too. Like yeah. you're when you have the lows, you're like, we'll go back up because we always do. That's exhausting. So just know it's going to be a process. It's going to be hard, but the sooner that you can separate yourself from this person, it will get better like cut off all communications block their number lose their number and block it yeah don't even keep it also make yourself a ghost i need to know what reminds you of him like do you do you pass by roller coasters every day (laughs) on your way home like because he sounds like a fucking ride from hell a bad one this is a bad ride like and you don't deserve that that's and yeah i agree reread it read that back and pretend like your best friend is telling you this story. Yes. And like, what the fuck would you tell them? You would tell them that this person sounds insane. Run. You have to run. Run. Anyone that will put your safety at risk too is like, that's a non-starter for me. Like, no. if you will leave me somewhere or like completely like desert me somewhere that I don't, I don't know where I am. No, you don't give, Mm-mm. you don't care. You don't care about my well-being. You cannot care about my feelings. You don't care about my safety? No. You don't care, period. No, no, no. That just means you just don't care, bro. So, mm. no. You got to block him and move on. Move on. Okay, here's the next one. Love your podcast. Thank you. I was in a two-year-long relationship and it ended because he wanted to focus on his career and dating me was too hard to do at the same time. Plot twist, I'm a medical student, so you know my career is a high priority for me too and I managed to do both. Shortly after it ended, I kind of fell into a six-month situationship with a fellow medical student, and he also ended things and just said that he was really busy with school and hospital rotations. Bitch, me too. She said, <laughs> quotes, yes, <laughs> and didn't say much else. And we stopped talking altogether, but he still wants to be friends. Long story short, two ambitious men dumped me, but still occasionally hit me up to be friends and tell me how wonderful I am, but that they're just so busy, as I am also busy. Also, literally becoming a doctor. How do you get over that when you know that there are still feelings, but someone just won't make you a priority? 
listen, if a guy wants to see you, he will see you. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit excuse. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, there's people there's there's people who are doing brain surgery mm-hmm. who are you know, figuring out cures for disease, like yeah. like doing like real fucking work in the world. <laughs> yes. Who still have like children and wives mm-hmm. and come home and put their kids to bed. So, if they have time, these fucking dudes have time. Yeah. Like whenever someone says like I need to focus on like what are you doing, Mark? What are you doing, Mark? You, Jonathan. <laughs> You're not that special. <laughs> you're not. You're not that, that important. No one is that busy. Yeah. You just don't want to hang out with me. So yeah. just, just like take that information, tuck it away and just move on with your life. Yes. Realize that there's a billion people in this world and someone's going to want to hang out with you. Yeah. So just like carry on, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's all it's all said and done. I know it's hard, but just like laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> laugh yeah. at these silly boys. Literally. If you tell me that you are too busy and you don't come home with the cure for cancer <laughs> at the end of this busy, busy, busy that you if are. You're not, if you're not doing <laughs> rocket science. And even them. Like, unless you literally find a new planet in the solar system, you're not that busy. I mean, Elon Musk is Elon Musk, but like, yeah. he's, don't he still have like 20 kids or something? Yeah. <laughs> he's he still, still got a full marriage and all that. He still has time to have jillion kids yeah right not that he's doing all the work for the kid but i thought he only had two no he has two with grimes grimes and then no he has got like really he's got a litter with someone else (gasps) too. let me find out i had no clue come on Elon. i know i know and he's making fucking solar cars whatever the fuck tesla electric vehicles and like buying up twitter buying twitter he's making moves (laughs) all right so like Nobody is too being, busy. Just being the worst. Yeah. Anybody uh, who says that they're too busy is a fucking liar. They just say that you don't know how to prioritize your shit right, and just say that you don't want to make time. Just say you're you're self involved. Yeah. Or yeah. just say you're not interested. Yeah. Simple. Be honest. Simple. And like, guess what? There's gonna be somebody else who hopefully has their shit together that's not too busy to make time for you. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And what, you're too busy for a relationship or you're not too busy to be my my best friend texting me all the time? What's the fucking difference? Yeah, you weren't too busy to send this text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you for taking time out of your <laughs> busy, busy schedule. I hate that shit. Like, uh. nobody's that fucking busy. And I always say, if Barack Obama could take time to take Michelle to New York during his presidency oh my God, yes. for a date night, you're not that busy. Uh-uh. You're no, never that busy. Uh-uh, I know. No. Come on, Barack did it. Okay, so this person was in a 10-year relationship that they just got out of, that it was not by their choice to end. And they said, I've just started therapy. I'm trying to navigate who I am as a single independent person and put myself first for once. What are my hobbies? What are my likes and dislikes? How do I make friends as an adult? And how do I put myself out there when it all seems so daunting? I feel like I'm 16 again and starting from scratch. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Oh, I think... You just start saying yes, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You just find like, you just start getting excited about stuff. And I think just like finding, go to new places. Yeah. New area. I don't know where this person lives, but new areas of town, like just starting to find like new places to go. Yeah. I think that's a big step okay. because yeah. like we said, when you're in these relationships, you do get comfortable and like you end up relying Creature on habit. Yeah. yeah, you rely on that person for plans. Like, what are we having for dinner? What are we doing tomorrow? What are we like? What are we doing this weekend? Like your plans become their plans. Mm-hmm. And I even felt myself like, oh, my God, I didn't let go of all of my friendships. But like I wasn't prioritizing them because when my relationship was at its lowest point, I was too busy trying to rebuild that to like go out for a girl's night. Like I wasn't I was. I was making and I was also I realized making my schedule fit his schedule when he had free time. Ugh, the worst. The fucking worst. Oh, that, I hate when you catch yourself being that guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. You're like, oh, like you're canceling on things or like, mm-hmm. you're not you're moving things around to fit when they'll be free. And like, I'm not doing that shit again. But like it's I think you should realize that this is actually it's not a scary or daunting thing you shouldn't look at it as like an uphill thing i think you should look at it as like a really exciting moment in your life Mm -hmm. that you get to do something you get to you get to discover things about yourself or try new things or 
meet new people. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like a, a fresh start. Yeah. You it's know? like a rediscovery. It's very exciting. It's, it is really exciting. Yeah. Like, Once you get past the fear aspect of it. Yeah. I was so scared for so long because I, I was like, oh my God, if I woke up tomorrow single, like, I don't know what I would do mm -hmm. because my life, I n could never picture my life without him. Like, mm -hmm. it, it would break my, it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And now I'm like, this is really, I mean, I don't mean, it's Tim fun, like, Katie. No, it's it, it's really fucking exciting. Yeah, like I'm. I feel like I'm like, oh my god, I can I can do whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. I can, mm -hmm. you know. That's just. I feel like the world is my oyster. So I think adopting that kind of mentality of just being like, mm -hmm. what do I want to do today? What yeah. do I want to try today? Who do I want to see today? Even when it comes to like clothes, like oh yeah, not that I was changing my style for this person, but like. You know, when you try to be a wife, like you definitely try to, you know, you, you cover up a little bit more. Now I'm like, fuck, I can wear all the low shit. I can wear all the titties out. I don't got to worry about this person and like their insecurities seeping onto me about like what I'm wearing or how I'm, you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Ho business. <laughs> ho business. It's ho season. I love Everyone it. And also, not for nothing, it's warm outside. Yeah. It's getting warmer. We don't have time to be locked down right now. It's time to be outside, <laughs> undressed, yes. naked. That's what I want. Skin. Yeah. Nothing but skin. skin. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Well, my pleasure. And you can find me at Music Kills Kate on Instagram mostly. That's where I hang out. I creep on TikTok, but I don't really post much there. Love it. And the podcast. And my podcast is You're Gonna Love Me. New episodes every Friday. On Dear Media. Same day as us. Oh, oh, amazing. <gasps> so you after you listen to this. Yeah, listen to mine. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And good luck. Thanks. With your new lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.